Hi, it's Sally and I'm here with Christina and we are going to be talking about all things Pisces as it's going to be Pisces month coming up. Yes, I feel like I should, I should make it a Pisces noise because I am the Pisces. Yes, yeah. you are uh, the what, Pisces. What, yeah, I'm making a fish-like noise now. <laughs> swish, swish, swish. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you, Christina, for this month and all our lovely Pisces listening in. Last sign of the Zodiac. Um, so do we want to talk a little bit about a bit of retrodiction? Have a look at what's been going on over the past month? Yeah, I guess we should. should. Should we start with that? Yeah. How? How? Anything... To report from the world of Sally. <laughs> oh my God! Of course, I know what I want to say to you, uh, which is sort of retroditionish. Is congratulations on your fantastic Oscar predictions. Thank you very much. I did quite well this year. Actually, yeah. I did very well. Actually, full house. Full Boom. house. It's always it's one of the things I love doing is looking at the Oscars using astrology, which is a bit of a labour of love. Looking at all the charts, but you need to do it really quickly and find the kind of simple, accurate symbolism. And this year, I got all four top acting roles but also the key one was getting the best director and the best film because that was a shocker Mm. um bong joon ho whose name i'm not going to pronounce correctly apologies people listening in i imagine and his film parasite which um which won uh which was quite unusual so what made you think that was going to win well i mean we you know the key thing with the oscars this time was that they were happening when the sun was in Aquarius, not Pisces. Pisces being film, Hollywood glamour, in Aquarius, and the chart for the Oscars had Uranus on the midheaven. So we knew there was going to be a shock. Mm. And it was, you know, I just partly thought, is it going to be the foreign language film? Is this going to come in this time? But it was also looking at Bong Joon-ho's chart as well. Um, He had the sun at 21 Virgo next to Pluto at 24 Virgo. So picking up this really key Saturn-Pluto conjunction... The Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions that are coming in this year. And he had his Mars return on the day. Which is we, good. And we, that's a thing for people to know. Mars return, bish bosh bang. Bish bosh bang. Once every two years you get yeah. your Mars return. An extra whoosh of energy and that came in. Mm. And he also had um, one of his planets was exactly conjunct the midheaven of the Oscars chart. So mm. I just suddenly thought, intuitive move. Mm. But yeah, that was that was my excitement. <laughs> and I've been on the computer quite a lot, actually, in Aquarius months. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that it was a mo- it's a movie about class. And I always think that Aquarius is, you know, the Aquarius-Leo axis is a class axis in some ways because it's Aquarius is the common man, the common person, mm. and Leo is the king. Yeah, yeah, royalty. Um, okay, oh yeah, well my only thing with the Oscars, because I didn't watch it, um, but uh, and I don't do your thing. I'm always really impressed at the number of charts that you have to look at. So I did think that the little black dress or the black dress would be coming back. Yep. Which I've I've written about in the astrological journal coming up. Mm. Uh, and I think it was. There are a lot of black, like little black dresses, black dresses, and white. It was mm. much less colorful than mm. usual. And I think that's about the you know because of the Jupiter, the stellium in Capricorn is making everybody feel they have to dress a little bit more like grown ups. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I think that if that's my fashion prediction for 2020 is is get your little black dress. And if you're a boy, still get your little black dress because we are in, you know, switcheroo times. Um, but I'm sure there will be more of that. 
as oh, well. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. So is there anything else you want to say about the month that's gone? Or do you want to look ahead to your birthday months? Where, where, where are you feeling? Well, where are you flowing? I guess we should probably mention coronavirus. Should we? Or should we just... What's to say? You know, it's all about boundaries going up, boundaries going down, quarantines. Yeah. It's the Saturn-Pluto thing. Yes. You know, again, and I would be surprised if it was contained that successfully. But I don't know how bad it's really going to be. Mm. I think that's impossible to really predict. Yeah. Um, so it might not be contained, but then it might not turn out to be such a terrible thing after all. Who mm. knows? Mm. Um, but it's another showing of the Saturn Pluto, isn't absolutely, it? Absolutely, absolutely. Along with you know the whole impeachment trial, mm. all of that mm. is mm. is part of the rules being changed yeah. or broken. Yeah. Um, and we'll see more of that in the coming year, I am sure. And when Mars, one of the things that's happening this month. But anyway, um, do we want to talk about Pisces a little bit? Yes, let's talk about your lovely sign. Uh, What's yeah. it all about, Pisces? <laughs> What's it all about? <laughs> okay. I mean, it is a fascinating sign, isn't it? It's fascinating. when so. You know, I think one of the things you can say about Pisces that you can't say this is a typical no. Pisces because it's so, there's so much possibility there's so much diversity within it's mutable water mm. you know which is again we've got this just you know, water flowing everywhere yeah so there's many different ways that you can kind of think of the pisces i mean when i mean you you are a pisces i mean what what's strong for you or what's <laughs> kind of well strong pisces word is whatever you know that's how i, I think whatever we are I wouldn't say chameleons in the same way that Geminis are, but, you know, Pisces can be invisible or very visible. We uh, swim in and out of things. I would say that Pisces are one of the places that we're comfortable is in the what other what's laughingly called the unconscious. You know, we're comfortable Mm. in the world of dreams Mm in the world of mythology, in the land of fairy tale, in the land of make-believe, this is our home. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, therefore, you know, great uh, storytellers are, you know, they're storytellers who are Pisces, or uh, singer-songwriters, like I was thinking of James Taylor, or Chris Martin, or Nina Simone. Mm-hmm. Um, people who create, who can bring you into that world as well. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I was thinking about this in terms of... Um, I always mention Rupert Murdoch because he's my favorite surprise Pisces. You know, people are like, what? Because uh, he creates worlds. But there is this thing about um, he's created this whole world of fantasy, mm. I think. Well, the media is. The media. The media is. It's a, a fantasy world. It, yeah. And we're currently in a period of Neptune in Pisces. Pisces' most powerful ruler is in its own sign for the first time since the 1850s. Yeah. And it has been for the last decade. And what do we have? We have this incredible land of plenty in terms of Netflix and mm-hmm. Amazon Prime and, uh, you know, and smartphones. And mm-hmm. this world is is of the imagination is very, very lively and amazing at the moment. Mm. But other influencers, I was thinking about Tony Robbins, the guru, the, you know, make... The- giant uh, awaken the giant within yeah the motivational coach yeah he's a pisces l ron hubbard who founded scientology is a pisces yeah. steve jobs who was famous for his sort of 
salesmanship mm. so Pisces and also for creating this world Jobs created Apple which is this mm. whole world of Apple L. Ron Hubbard created the whole world of Scientology Tony Robbins you become a Tony Robbins acolyte really when you start mm. following him mm. um, and, and so I think that's one aspect of Pisces mm, absolutely and, and film is another isn't it I mean mm. you know Pisces are always going to be drawn towards film because it's the whole um, fantasy is a big part of film and making mm. things. I mean, Spike Lee, Pisces, again, very influential director. And I think Pisces as well is a real key sign for acting. Because mm. I do, this is where I see the chameleon side, actually, of Pisces coming in, that ability to shapeshift, take on different roles, which I think Pisces are really good at. Um, yeah, Laura Dern, who's not a Pisces, but she has a huge stellium in Pisces and Pisces Rising. She just won the Best Supporting Actress Oscar, but she's a classic example yeah. of that Pisces energy working. So even if you're not, even if a, an act, not so many actors have Pisces, are Pisces, you know, famously Elizabeth Taylor, and, Sidney, uh, Poitier, Sidney Poitier, David Niven, the romantic yeah. film star types yeah. very often. Real stars, yeah. actually. Mm. But you'll find that in other stars' charts, there will be something Piscean, yeah, yeah. some Piscean element about it that mm. helps them have stardust. And that's the other thing that Pisces has, is there is this sort of glamour stardust. And it's again, it's to do with this influence on the collective that Pisces can have. And I, you know, I was thinking also, Spike Lee's interesting, because we talked about this earlier, and I said, oh, well, there's a funny thing with, with you know, sex in Pisces. Mm. It's not about being sexy, but it's about pushing the boundaries in some way. Yeah. Um, so Spike Lee, of course, his first big movie was She's Gotta Have It, which was about a woman's sexual yeah. desires. Um, and then we're thinking about, you know... Um, Sharon Stone, of course, yeah, and basic, basic Instinct and that was, was a her, key movie, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, which is the famous Fanny shot. Yeah, um, a nice Neen who wrote about being a sexual woman. It actually maybe it's about one sexual woman in mm. the, you know, her diaries were revolutionary. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know, much edited and improved by her later, I think. Mm. But. Um, which also brought me, you know, John Updike is another person who wrote about sex a lot. Yeah, yeah. It is, I mean, there is this boundless nature, isn't it? It's pushing yeah. boundaries, this boundless nature. And also with Pisces, for me, one of the, you know, key words is seduction. There's mm -hmm. the law of seduction and that whole being seduced. Again, it's, um, with Pisces, it's what takes you away from the everyday. Yeah. You know, and how that, I mean, there's the cosmonauts. Brian Cox is a Pisces. There's the cosmonauts as well. Yeah. It's kind of, um, you know, finding an outlet. Pisces always needs an outlet to take you beyond, to push these boundaries mm. as well. Mm. And also, I just wanted to add with the, you know, for me, I think you, you know, you've got to have good Pisces as an actor because it's the emotional connection mm. as well. You connect emotionally um, through the lens of the camera, mm. which it is one of the water signs. So emotions is a key part of yeah, you melt the, the Pisces. Melt it. Yeah. I think so. You have to melt it. Mm. Um, Rachel White's yes, good Pisces. Married to Daniel Craig, another Pisces. They're they the Pisces be. love story. <laughs> they must have a very watery time together. Mm. Um, but yeah, enough on Pisces, perhaps. But well, because there's so much. Really, there's so much more that we could say. 
because it's also a sign that's incredibly creative in other ways. It's a really creative sign. Yeah. And we are moving into an incredibly Pisces few weeks, aren't yeah. we? In fact, straight away this week, um, I mean, the sun moves into Pisces on February the 19th um, mm. when this podcast will be available to listen to. Um, and Mercury is in Pisces. There's going to be a new moon in Pisces on the 23rd. Mm. Um, and one of the key features, really, I think, this month that we need to talk about is the fact that we have Mercury retrograde in Pisces from February the 17th to March the 10th. So this time, going into Pisces season, we already have a slight theme, perhaps, of confusion. Yeah. What's it all about? Mercury doing its stuff. And by the way, my car's just gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I drove back the other day from, uh, I did a long journey and the brakes are not right. So I've got to get that checked, which is such a classic mm. thing to happen as Mercury starts to turn retrograde. Yeah, well, it depends where the retrograde is in your chart, of course. You know, by you know what sign it's in. But I think the, with... Mercury, first of all, Mercury was retrograde in Pisces about this time last year. So yep. you've experienced this quite recently. If you can remember that back that far. If you're Pisces, you probably can't. It's all one time in one space, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so if you're a Pisces, this is uh, a time for rethinking who you are, rethinking your approach to things, maybe taking some time off, um, going on a retreat not pushing forward with stuff so much if you're you know if you're a virgo this is all about your relationships you know re having a rethink on those a mm. readjustment there may be it's time to get in touch with old friends it's time to you know redirect um your relationship slightly if you're um gemini this is all about your career and that's quite interesting for gemini's actually because it's your own ruler mercury going yeah retrograde. Um, and it's going across that career angle for you. So there may be stuff that comes up that's helpful, actually. Well, it's potentially very creative time, isn't it, for mm. for Gemini? Although, you know, again, with Mercury retrograde, one of the key things is nothing is signed and sealed until Mercury turns mm. direct. But I think for Geminis, it's definitely a time to be exploring mm. your career, looking at, you know, new ways of... Um, going about your work or your vocation, really looking at all possibilities. Um, I think that's a good way to use the Mercury retrograde. And also perhaps, you know, one of the Mercury retrograde themes for me is reconnecting with people from your past, picking up again on a job or project, um, giving it a second chance, looking at things again. And changing your mind. And changing your mind, yeah. You know, yeah. it's a really great time to change your mind. You say, actually, I don't really don't want to do this anymore. It was a bad idea. Mm. Um Boris Johnson, uh, Gemini. Uh, yes, there's oh, a, yes, there's a chance. It's, yes, it's an opportunity, but also there's an opportunity to be caught out. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yes. look and looking at the the other um, mutable sign as the the ones you've mentioned are the mutables is Sagittarius. Mm. So for Sagittarius, this Mercury retrograde is happening in your home and family sector, probably pulling you back to the past. Um, you know, I, I often think of this Mercury retrograde as very sentimental. Trip, it's taking nostalgic. a trip, nostalgic, taking a trip down memory lane. There may be reasons why you're 
feeling particularly connected to the past or you know you may be feeling close to someone you've lost as well i think that often happens during this this mercury retrograde phase yeah return to childhood you know also for um scorpios you know that's very creative for scorpios uh, but also a trip down memory lane into what it was like to be a, when you were a child mm. um yeah and actually for scorpio it's probably a good time to start to start up something that you enjoyed as a child maybe mm. a passion that you had that you haven't gone back to that you want to try out again yeah that's quite interesting because i'm thinking of going dancing again not that i did that and necessarily I was say, as a child but a musical one especially ah, okay a musical passion mm. rediscovering mm. it mm. that nice mm. that is nice um, and you know, for uh, for Cancerians, this Mercury retrograde is also about maybe taking a trip somewhere. Thinking yes. of a trip down, literally a trip down memory lane. Yeah, yeah. Um, keeping in mind all the caveats of the usual Mercury retrograde travel, blah 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 advice. You know, double check everything. Be prepared for things to be cancelled or change. Yeah, and um, give yourself plenty of time to get from A to B. Yeah, don't wing it. It might go very smoothly. You know. I think it does. You know, for me, I, I, I like you know Mercury retrograde more and more. I just like this idea of getting into the flow of life more. Give yourself time, give yourself space, and then it can go really smoothly. Actually, it doesn't need. I think if you're trying to be too rushed and if you're trying to, um, you know, take on too much, then it's not good. Mercury retrograde. There does need to be uh, a different. It's like a different speed. It's a different rhythm. You cannot push ahead. Mm. You know, you have to be here now. Be in the, as you say, it's all about your attitude, Mercury retrograde. Mm. Mm. And you have to let go of that urgent need to push forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you may have if you happen to be born uh, with, if you're Capricorn, I've got to say, because of the Mars and Capricorn. Yeah. Which is happening at the same time. Should we mention that? Because it's quite important, isn't it, I think? Mm. Um, what's happening i mean mars enters capricorn um well on the 16th of february mercury turns retrograde on the 17th so you've got mars exalted in capricorn mm. um a sign it likes because it can be strategic and it can get ahead and it can plan and it can make things happen um and mars remains in capricorn actually until the end of march but just as mars kind of gets really some structure and some form Mercury in Pisces dissolves things. It's a very kind of different feel, isn't it? And also on that new moon, the new moon in Pisces, which is on the 23rd of February, mm -hmm. Mars actually makes a sextile to the new moon in Pisces. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's observed all at four degrees. So I yeah, think yeah. that's interesting too. Because in, in a way, uh, often Pisces and um, Capricorn work very well together. You know, they, they're... At a sextile angle you know they're at a nice angle to each other and Pisces is about influencing people's emotions mm. and Capricorn is about making stuff real stuff happen yeah yeah um, so I can see that there may be a lot of manipulation of the press I would say at this point it'd be interesting to see what kind of information or disinformation we are being fed during this Mercury retrograde 
Yeah, and that's for me, it's a real key point of Mercury retrograde. Don't believe everything you hear or read. Especially in Pisces. During the Mercury retrograde phase until it turns direct. Mm -hmm. And don't sign anything. And that, that is really key. Yeah. Um, and especially in Pisces. Said the Pisces, I'm allowed to say that. Mm. Because, you know, uh, it's a, don't forget all that stuff we were saying about fantasy earlier. Some of the stuff you're being sold or we're being peddled is, is a fantasy. Mm. Mm. Um, and, and, the good thing about it is that sometimes halfway through the Mercury retrograde, it's quite a good time to figure out, oh, wow, all that stuff that we were being told for the last 12 months or whatever, however long, that was the fantasy. Yeah, yeah. So it's a reassessment of what's the truth. Yes. Um, or it's, uh, But it's a, it sort of can be kind of an emerging, can't it? Yeah. Um, and that may have some influence on... Uh, on strategic decisions that people mm. are making i also you know i do think for me there's the mars in capricorn and particularly i'm thinking for aries and capricorn for both star signs it is a good time to be the strategist but mm. to do things at the moment behind the scenes it's kind of an ideal time for plotting and planning uh, regrouping i'm mm. kind of you know with mars i often get this image of almost a soldier in my head um that it's a time to to regroup get your kind of um ducks in order is it your ducks you get in order you get your ducks in a row ducks in a row maybe some other animal i'm meant to be lining up anyway get them in an get them in a row or in order ready to take action on march the 10th um and also i think for for me with aries because of this pisces influence be careful who you trust yeah with stuff in Pisces, this is sometimes about secret enemies. Mm. Um, so just it is a time very much to keep your cards close to your chest and wait for the opportune moment. This is particularly true for, for Aries, the secret enemies, definitely. Yes, yes. yes. And, but the secret enemies, may there may be definite machinations going on for those Aries people. This, or the secrets... Uh, secrets may be being reburied you know mm-hmm um ooh, maybe not so great i would say i agree with you mars military i always think of it as a general in capricorn mm, yes because it's the it's the mars in charge yes. he's you know? in charge isn't he um and during this period speaking of just aries just to point out that actually venus is in aries for a lot of this month too that's quite for until what uh, it moves on March the fifth. So Venus is in Aries until March the fifth. So again, that is good um, for Aries, isn't it? It's yeah. that there will be some people on your side. There will be some people you can trust. Maybe a woman in particular with Venus in Aries could be mm. good for your love life too, actually. Um, but yeah, it's just I, I do think it's it's really a time to proceed kind of gently cautiously not go all out mm. and interestingly enough on the venus and aries and the pisces new moon and stuff for librans i think that you know obviously libra you need to know that venus is in your love you know in your sign of relationships yeah until the 5th of march and that's really good for friendship and love life mm. and you know getting allies good allies mm. on your side mm. meanwhile all this piscean energy is you know in your kind of day-to-day -day. so you may be needing to things may be going slightly i think it's one of the signs this time around which is most likely to have things go wrong in your day-to-day -day, like the, i don't know the pipes burst or mm -hmm. things like that or you know missed appointments all of those things things may not flow 
if you're trying again if you're trying to push ahead um for libra's mm, mm. um yeah i think burst pipes for sagittarius too perhaps yeah. as it's in your home and family sector yeah but, absolutely but yes um when it's when it when the pisces is in a sector of your horoscope that is about practical matters doesn't work so well yeah that doesn't work so well you want it to be in a sector of your horoscope that allows you to to be creative to be playful um to have fun with it almost yeah um you know for librans again i suppose if it's on the job this mercury retrograde at work the mercury retrograde then does slide back into aquarius yes in, uh, it's at the beginning of march isn't it all of this it's fourth. from the 4th of march to the 15th of march mercury's in aquarius and it turns direct in aquarius on march the 10th yeah so that that it's only in the last couple of degrees of aquarius isn't it so sometimes it's like you're retrieving something out of aquarius like you mm. left something behind when mercury was in aquarius mm. Mm. which was what's that back in january now no sometime in february you left something from behind and you go and retrieve it. Mm, I wonder also for, you know, because I don't think this happens to me particularly, but I do hear that some people, when Mercury is retrograde, they do find things. They yeah. find things that have been lost. So maybe for Aquarius, you know, something personal that you, you've lost, you will retrieve when Mercury goes back in your sign. Mm. Yeah, no, I think it does a bit. I think it is a good time to look. So I would say particularly, finally, for Sagittarians, and for, uh, sorry, just going around, for Sagittarius and for Capricorns, you know, yes. the, the missing, the, the missing, missing item, yes, yes, you know, the thing that you, the piece of paper, the keys, whatever, mm. those things, you know, that's a good time to look for. I do find that it doesn't actually. Um, where are we now? Um, we've just going into the shadow soon, aren't we? Yeah, I've just found some rings. Oh, yeah in the show which I am wearing I've been, I've been wondering where they were hmm. okay so it, it does work then you do find things it's like an it's things emerge yeah do you know because it's in Pisces yeah yeah um okay so so do you want to talk about the new moon on the 23rd of February do you have anything I mean it's making that thing with Mars which is nice I do actually I just want to pick up on the Mars again hmm. Um, well, we do need to say something about the new moon, definitely. Yeah. But um, also with the Mars, note that Mars has gone back into Capricorn. Mm. And this is where the Saturn-Pluto conjunction took place mid-January. So there may be things reoccurring now um, where you can move forwards after perhaps something ended during the Saturn-Pluto or something that got let go. There's fresh energy coming in with this Mars. And this applies to, for me in a way, all all signs, wherever, wherever Capricorn falls. With this Mars, this is where you need to kind of um, take action. Well, take action once Mercury turns direct. But where you need to kind of feed some energy into again. There's something may arise that is demanding a bit more of your attention with this Mars coming back into Capricorn. And if anything, this will get louder next month. I think it'll get louder next month. Yeah, and we'll be talking about that next month while Mars is in Capricorn still and Mercury is then direct. But I just want people to kind of 
have that idea of what's coming back to life almost mm. what's resurfacing from january which yes. you may have thought it's like i have a slight kind of driving straight through the heart feel with this you may have thought you actually put something to rest in january mm-hmm. and it may have another emergence and you're going to have mm. to put the silver bullet in and drive the stake through the heart again mm-hmm. um because you know there's a certain violence that comes into to mind with mars um okay so the new the new moon on the 23rd um i mean it is you know it is a new moon again so a time to set your intentions and it is in pisces but again be aware that with mercury retrograde it's not a real forward surge it's not a real forward moving motion it's about kind of seeding things slowly finding your way Mm. with it yeah i would say it's quite a meditative and retreaty kind of new moon um a time to you know sit with yourself sit with your energy sit with the the um yeah it's not it's a contemplative new moon not a go and do it yeah at all new moon um despite some other things you know because it's making this quite nice aspect to mars Mm -hmm. i think further on down the line when the mercury retrogrades over then you may actually have some action Mm. but it's about also patience you Mm. know that's what i mean by sit with i guess um Mm. Uh, yeah, and and for Gemini's in particular, I'm back on the Gemini. You may have to call up some patience, which is not your usual forte. Mm. Um, yeah, the other, I mean, the other sign I want to mention as well is Leo, mm. because this, you know, the Capricorn Pisces is work and money matters for for Leo, um, and it's here where you may, you know, you re- may be really keen to get things happening, get things moving, but actually you're wise just to take your time with it um notice what arises explore it um but you've you've got to wait for that mercury to turn direct Mm. um on the other hand you know if you're looking for investors for something uh it may be a time to go back and back and ask again you know or re rework a business plan that you've got Mm -hmm. uh rethinking it it's a good time to think about your um to think about your joint assets your pensions that that's a very boring way to uh, word but you know uh to think about money in a sort of wider sense Mm. um yeah and there's also i mean there's i think we also need to pick up on that jupiter neptune aspect which is a major planetary aspect taking place on the 20th so this first week as we move into this um very kind of deluge of pisces activity and mars in capricorn we have the jupiter neptune both pisces rulers coming together in a lovely planetary aspect and this is the first of three it takes place in february and then it will repeat throughout the year um so it's almost kind of emphasizing or influencing all this pisces activity and for me often the jupiter neptune is about it can be about gifting and I'm thinking for Leo in particular here. I mean, there may be also as Pisces is your money sector, mm. maybe look out for a gift or a bonus or something coming your way. Um, and then perhaps just sit with that. Yeah, how are you going to use it? How are you going to use it? Um, yeah, the, the 
Jupiter-Neptune sextile between the earthy Capricorn and the watery Pisces is repeating through the year and it's an influence through this whole year and it's actually one of the most beautiful influences through the year it's one of the nicest it's got a very spiritual feeling to, to it very to me. Um, and this is about practical spirituality or uh, actually really going to church or synagogue or whatever it is you know mm. it's about rediscovering your um, maybe the thing that you were brought up with the religion you were brought up with Mm -hmm. rediscovering your connection to God mm. um, and and especially with this Mercury retrograde mm. um, and using that in a real way it's like being of service to others or yeah, going to work in a soup kitchen yeah actually doing something with it making it kind of manifest mm. yeah um, and thinking what it means to you I mean it might not mean working in a soup kitchen at all but um, you know, it may not. You may not have a charitable bone in your body. Your spiritual journey may be completely not like that. Mm -hmm. But there's a practicality about it, which may also be to do with I don't know, building an altar in your garden. You mm. know, it could work out like that, couldn't mm. it? Mm. Um, yeah, or almost noticing the people who do good things. Yeah. Um, and they don't even realise that, you know, that has a spiritual aspect to it as well. Yeah. I mean, this is the nice side, I think, of Jupiter and Capricorn. Um, you know, there's, it's almost like, it is, it is kind of like bringing God down to earth in a way. Um, we're getting very spiritual and godly and religious now in this bit. We love God. <laughs> She's marvellous. I mean, you can't help it when you've got Jupiter and Neptune together, no, actually. No, you can. You must talk about God. Yeah. Um, you know, God the Father or God the Mother. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, so really this, this whole Pisces influence really building um, as we enter February. Do we want to move on to what else is happening? Because there's some other key features, aren't there? Um I want to talk about that full moon at some point once we get there. Yes, and just before that, what happens before the full moon, which is on the 9th of March, Venus moves into Taurus Yay. on the 5th of March. And Taurus is actually playing quite a key role this uh, month because Taurus, Uranus and Taurus is also active on the 21st and 22nd, just before the new moon. But the real key planetary aspect is the one it makes with Venus in Taurus, um, which happens on the 8th of March, the day before the full moon. Although I would like to go back to that new moon, the one on the 23rd, and just point out that actually you have got Mars making an aspect to the new moon and Uranus making an aspect to the ah, new moon. Ah, okay. Oh, well, yes, because that's the aspects on the 21st, 22nd, isn't yeah, it, when it's yeah, active? Yeah, it's okay. still there. And it actually, mm. it's, you know, it it's it's creating a surprise mm. but it gives that new moon more earthy power i get i think yes it does um and it means that it ties it in for taurians you know this actually turns into quite an important um new moon for maybe not getting the thing started immediately but for transformation whatever that uranus is doing for the, you as a taurus mm-hmm which can then leap into action almost yeah. on the 8th when you've got Venus next to Uranus. Exactly. You've got a full moon on the 9th. Mercury turns direct on the 10th. Slam dunk. You're off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's an exciting, you know, to have Venus, your ruling planet, next to Uranus. 
in Taurus. This is a great time for Taurus, I think. I really like that Venus Uranus. It's very, um, it's feisty, it's impulsive, it's about launching things, it's about doing more of what you love. And it's it's kind of, it is taking a bit of a leap mm. with Uranus in Taurus. It really is bringing about change for you. Mm. Um, you know, potentially something that happens that uh, lights up your life or turns things around in a good way, perhaps to do with love, perhaps to do with money. Mm. Sexy love affair. Sexy love affair. Sexy love affair with a stranger. Which um, is also actually for Taurus the theme of the full moon because it's in Virgo and it's their romance sector. Yeah. So that's looking yeah. rather lovely for Taurus, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. A new, you know, maybe not a new one, maybe it's your old one being revived in some exciting way. Yes, or things that have been bubbling away during Mercury retrograde. Mm. So the full moon is very powerful, isn't it, on March the 9th? Mm because the sun sits next to Neptune. So it's still a very strong Pisces influence during the full moon on the 9th. And I think this could be quite an emotional full moon with Neptune there. It's kind of boundless. It's expansive. Yeah. And also, it's still... And the, the sun and the moon are both making aspects to Jupiter. So again, that makes it bigger, you know? Yeah. So we're still within the Jupiter-Neptune thing uh, i would just suggest again it's a spiritual there's a spiritual side to this mm. but it also for for example for virgos this looks overwhelmingly emotional like a you know like a tsunami of emotion some kind of emotional breakthrough um let's see and also even for cancerians i think it looks rather emotional uh yeah i th i i am um, and I also think it looks very um, artistic and inspirational mm. for a lot of people, less like Scorpios, for instance. Yeah. Um, or even for Leo, you know, that, that, that and this is to do with your, uh, you know, for work. Mm. Um, yeah, I think for um, Capricorn, it, it falls in your travel study sector. So, I mean, that would be if you can get away that full moon weekend. I know it happens on the, it's on a, a Monday, but. I mean, you'll feel this influence over the, the weekend as well. It'd be a lovely weekend for traveling or doing a course, um, expanding your life in some way. Mm. I think it is a really good time to be expansive and push back the boundaries on the full moon. Mm. Tap into your emotions as well. Could unblock some dams, this this full moon. Yeah, but be careful because the, the dam unblocked is like quite a big tidal wave of stuff that might have been stuck behind there. Yeah, and perhaps that perhaps that is connected to the what emerges on the Mercury, turning direct. Yeah, exactly, the Some truth coming release. to light, news information coming to light. Yeah, it could be. It could. They could be very much connected. And actually, Mercury rules the full moon, doesn't it? Rules Virgo. So I do think it could be a real. You know, we get to see the truth of situations on this full moon. Yeah. And and that could release unblock a lot. Yeah, I would think that will have quite an effect on the collective mm. that uh, full moon because of the connection with Neptune. Yeah. Um, okay, so actually we're coming. We're on. Th we come close to the end. Okay. Of our podcast. Well, I think I'm excited about this month, even though I think it's gonna at times probably gonna feel like you're swimming around in a sea and you're not quite sure which way to 
to turn, but ideally go with the flow and try and use this Mercury retrograde to to dive beneath the surface, to do things that you wouldn't normally do, to push back the boundaries and try and make it kind of, um, you know, a really sort of creative, artistic, inspirational, spiritual time, mm. whatever, whatever calls you. Yeah, I agree with that. Relax and let it come to you. You don't have to be uh, constantly chasing things. Mm. And this is not a month to be about chasing things. It's a month to be bobbing around on the Piscean Ocean and listening to mermaids singing and looking at flying fish. And getting ready for the equinox, yes. which will be our next podcast so on March the 20th. See you next time. Or we don't we say see you and we don't mean that at all do we talk to you next time that doesn't sound right either no. <laughs> chat with you next yeah, time exactly <laughs> take care have a good month bye, bye.